Well, hello everyone and welcome to Nerd Unscripted. This is your host, Tony Leidig. And welcome to the show. I think we're on 29 or 30 now. I forget which. I didn't upload last week's to SoundCloud. I apologize. I'll take care of that today. But, uh, busy, crazy week. Um, But anyway, as I was thinking about what to talk about today... Um, I was reminded of something that happened this past week that was very curious. Excuse me. And um, being someone who pays attention to curious, um, I thought that it would make a lot of sense to, to share it just because I know many of you can relate to it perhaps. And that is the idea of synchronicities. Um, sometimes, well... Personally, I believe that synchronicities happen all the time. Um, we don't necessarily pick up on them. We don't necessarily notice, but they're there. And I see them as a way of the universe to get your attention, to communicate something that uh, may be an encouragement, as what this past week was, or you know, to give you an insight I'm constantly trying to keep an ear to, you know, the ether, if you will, um, to get that feedback and insights and guidance and all of those kinds of things um, that I need. I use it for business strategy. I use it for pretty much every part of my life. And um, so as a result, I get some very interesting uh, feedback. And... um, one of those, uh, sometimes it takes us a little while perhaps to put two and two together because <laughs> as human beings, we can be a bit slow. Um, I'm sure you've experienced that yourself, but um, I guess last Thursday, perhaps, um, I was online and I came across this article on Facebook that somebody had shared about um, the Titanic 2 that I guess they're working on and they're creating an exact replica of the original Titanic except with modern technology and everything. And uh, so they had this article about it and of course I'm sure all of you are aware that the original Titanic sunk because it struck an iceberg and you know gashed a gaping hole into the ship and it went down and a lot of people lost their lives as a result. And so I had watched that in the morning, the little video clip, uh, and then um, got into work for the day and then decided that I was hungry and needed food. And uh, we have this um, Chinese place that's not too terribly far from here, four or five miles, called Saga. And um, their food is awesome. They have uh, great Chinese food. They have... um, Um, sushi of all kinds I mean you name it it's a really great spread and really well done very fresh and uh, so as I was walking into Saga I just kind of put this thought out of um, you know wanting to get uh, a fortune cookie that had some good guidance because you know how fortune cookies are they're like a crapshoot and once in a while you get something that's intriguing but I kind of look at it more as um, 
and this may be a little out there for some of you, I don't know, but the way I look at it is that in the grand scheme of the giant box of fortune cookies, um, the waitress can just happen to grab a hold of that one that is an energetic match for you in that moment. In some respects, kind of works the same way as tarot would, you know, where your energy is guiding the cards um, that are being placed. But anyway, so as I was walking in the saga, I just kind of said it to myself, but out loud, um, give me a fortune cookie that, that will speak to where I am right now. And uh, so I went in, I had my food, it was awesome. And uh, the waitress brought over the fortune cookie along with the uh, check. And so, of course, I went right for that fortune cookie. <laughs> and so I cracked it open and opened it up. And here's what it said. It said, all the water in the world can't sink a ship unless it gets inside. And I thought, you know, that's pretty profound if you think about it. You know, and my mind immediately went to business, um, but it really applies to any area. And of course, holes in your ship can refer to anything. Um, it could be, you know, struggles that you're having, fear, those kinds of things. It could be being out of alignment for something, you know, maybe you took on a part of your business that you shouldn't have and, you know, whatever the case may be. But it also applies to pretty much any area of your life if you think about it. And so I took a picture of the fortune cookie and sent it to Kristen and said, check this out. And I explained to her, you know, that I had asked for a message and all of that. And um, so we were talking about it later on. And um, there's a, a one of the guys that we follow on Facebook, this guy named Matt Trainer, which some of you may know or follow as well. Um, I really like him because he's bold and brash and uh, says stuff that other people are just unwilling to. Doesn't always think about it ahead of time, so no filters. Um, but pretty interesting comments nonetheless. And um, he had made a statement about holes in ships earlier that morning that um, Kristen had read this meme, I guess, that he had posted. And she's like, that's really interesting because my trainer posted this thing about holes in ships. And, um, so we're talking about it and thinking about it. So here's his fortune cookie. <clears throat> we have, you know, the fact that I was watching this video, the Titanic two earlier, and then, um, this post from Matt. And then, um, as we were talking about it, you know, one of the things that we constantly say with regard to our, bu uh, businesses in downtown Chambersburg is that our desire is to, raise the water level so that all the retailers, which we refer to as ships, you know, when you raise the the level of water, everybody benefits. You know, that's basically what we say. And so um, that's been our goal, not just to build our own successful bu uh, businesses, which of course, you know, we obviously want that, but beyond that, to help all the local downtown businesses to be and experience more success like that really is our passion because if they benefit we benefit and vice versa um and so putting all of that together 
Um, and just seeing that all come together was a really cool and interesting experience uh, and a very profound message at that. And so now we're kind of like, okay, so um, do we have holes? You know, is water getting in? And uh, it has really launched us on this thing of paying closer attention to certain things, you know. Um, and very often I found that the real secret to synchronicities is just being open to them. Um, and not just being open to them. Like, I kind of live life from the perspective of expecting them. Like, if they're going to happen, why not have them happen to me? I mean, why not? You know? Um, and so I've really learned over the years to start really paying attention. And some interesting things have come out of that, paying attention. Um, and I can't necessarily define what that means, by the way, of paying attention. Because it's a level of awareness that isn't like focusing on reading a book or, you know, looking up and noticing that the sky is still there or something like that. It's kind of like, for lack of a better way of explaining it, it's kind of like um, if you view yourself as a, um, a radio receiver, okay, like you have in your car, AM, FM radio. And that you are deliberately tuning into certain stations because they're your favorite. It it's kind of like that from an an analogy perspective. Um, and so <laughs> it's really hard to describe. Uh, but like I'll give you some examples of experiences that I have on a pretty regular basis that. Um, are in the same class is what I would say a synchronicity is, but not necessarily a synchronicity. Like, for instance, I have this innate ability. I can't really describe it. But whenever I'm driving along, like, um, I know where hawks and eagles are before I see them. Like, I just know. Um, and so I could be driving along, not even look in the direction of where a hawk is sitting and just point, and it's there. Um, and I've been able to do that for years and years, uh, probably a dozen years or more. And, uh, like another thing that is, um, it's kind of weird, not a synchronicity necessarily, but weird nonetheless, is like if I'm cooking something, if I have something in the stove or in the microwave or whatever, and I'm back in my office and so the kitchen is at the other end of the house, um, or if I go to bed at night and I have an alarm set or, you know, anything like that, I can all, like, I always know when it's going to go off before it goes off. So, and, and it's random. Like I'm not like sitting here at my desk thinking about, I wonder if, you know, my pizza is done yet. I'll just be working. And all of a sudden I get this nudge to go check on the pizza and I get up and I walk out. And as I'm walking into the kitchen, the timer dings. And so I can't necessarily explain it. It's just a knowing. Um, the earliest recollection that I have of quote unquote training for something like this is I read something years ago when I was young about um, mental discipline. 
and they were talking about how um, you should be able to go to bed at night without an alarm clock and choose when you want to wake up. And I remember, for whatever random reason, I thought that was cool. And I decided that I was going to try it, you know. And, of course, you know how it went at the beginning. It didn't work. Um, but I kept at it. And finally, all of a sudden, I started being able to wake up at a specific time. And so I would, um, I would experiment with it, where I would, like, pick these really random times, um, you know, 547. And then as soon as I wake up, I would look over my clock, you know, the next morning. And uh, sure enough, it was 547. And, um, and so I'd try to see how close I could get, you know, and a lot of times I would hit it. Um, other times I couldn't necessarily. Um, and even back further, um, I remember whenever I was a teenager, maybe 16 or so, um, my buddies and I uh, went up to a, a cabin for the weekend just to kind of hang out and do science experiments and weird stuff, you know, like kids do. And um, my best friend, his father had this cabin, and so we went up there. And I think I might have shared this story before, but it works well in the context of what we're discussing today. Um, and that was where um, my one friend, Ray, would be on one side of the wall because there was like a walk around kind of thing in the cabin. So Ray would be on one side of the wall and then I'd be on the other side of the wall and Ray would have a deck of cards and, uh, he would flip up a card and then I would have to say, um, what I thought the card was. So very like a psychic experiment, I guess you could call it. Um, and what was really interesting, even though I'd never really done anything like that before up until that point, I mean, I grew up in a hardcore Christian household, so doing something like that was definitely a no-no at the time. Um, but what ended up happening was I had about a 95% accuracy rate. Um, 95% of the 52 cards I called correctly. And, um... And I did that on more than one occasion, which is very interesting. Now, I don't really, I don't really do anything with that today. Like I, I haven't even a couple of times I tried it, experimented, whatever, and I wasn't even in a ballpark. But, but back then it was very interesting, you know, that I could do that. And then, you know, a little later on is whenever I started with the alarm clock thing. And, um, and so I kind of see like, a, that I don't have any special ability any more than anyone else. I was just learning how to tune in. You know, that there's all of this information that's coming to us on a regular, consistent basis. And most of the time, we dismiss it, or we don't pay attention to it, or we're so caught up in what's happening in the moment that it just passes us by. Um, but what if we all of a sudden could start picking up on those things. How would it affect our personal lives? How would it affect our business lives? You know, those kinds of things. And so a lot of the courses that I teach um, honestly come out of that kind of an environment where I'm, you know, I'll pace back and forth in my hallway or outside or whatever. And, um, you know, I just put the question out there. Um, 
what should I present to my people next? Like what, where are they right now in their business, in their interest? What types of topics would be a good connection for them? What price points would be a good connection for them? And so that's a conversation I have nearly every day, just in case you were wondering. Um, and so, you know, there's times where I have one thing planned because I have a lot of different things planned um, as far as course ideas and products and all that. Um, I have a running list. And so I'll look at the list and I'm like, well, I don't know, where do I want to go next? Because it's all interesting to me. <laughs> you know, if you haven't figured that out yet, um, a lot of what I share, pretty much 99% of what I share is all interesting to me, you know, and I have a lot of interest. So, um, but just because I'm interested in it doesn't mean that you are, you know, as a customer. So, um, so I might have an idea of a direction that I want to go and I get this like, perhaps this uneasy feeling uh, is a good way of describing it, you know, where it's just like, no, that's not it. And, um, but I don't know what the answer is. Like I may know what the answer isn't, <laughs> but I don't know what the answer is. And, you know, so I'll be out maybe driving to target or something like that and happen to glance over the right and see a sign and boom, just like that or a bumper sticker or whatever. Or some, I'll overhear somebody say something as I'm walking around the store, and it's like this immediate thing just pops into my head. Um, and all of a sudden, it's like, yes, this is it. This is exactly what I was looking for. And then it's done. Then it's like, okay, so this is already existing. I just need to give it physicality. I need to actually bring it into being. Uh, because honestly, I believe that Everything that we want to accomplish in our life or um, or do in our life already exists. And science kind of proves that already. You know, if you look at time as a slider that goes back and forth um, or, you know, there's even the argument of um, multi dimensions and multiple universes and all that. Um, but I see everything that I do as having already existed. So um, so the park that I want to build Kristen and I already exist. The science center we want to put together already exists. The gluten-free bakery already exists. You know, the rock shop already exists. And so there's all these things, but the same is true for my courses. You know, um, whatever course I'm going to be teaching in 2019, 2020, whenever they already exist somewhere. I may not be cognizant of them yet, I may have no idea how to get from point A to point B yet. But to me, in being open to the possibility uh, and expecting it to come, um, I think expectation is a big part of it, which would probably also tie into faith. Okay. Faith believing that it's going to happen. That I know that whenever, you know, whatever I need, uh, to present from an information perspective in my business to my customers that if I'm paying attention, I'm going to dial in to what that is and deliver it at the right time. Now, it's not to say that everyone's going to buy it um, because different people have different needs, and I recognize that. But I have confidence in knowing that um, 
that that information is out there in full form. It's just my job to tap into that. Same with um, how our downtown Chambersburg, you know, um, what that could look like in two years, five years, whatever. Same as the retail stores that we want to build. I mean, right now we're kind of, we have um, two, you know, we have ideas for a lot more. And, you know, it costs a lot of money to open retail stores in case you've not done it. <laughs> it's not inexpensive. It's not for the faint of heart, especially, I mean, if you're doing one and that's your sole gig and, you know, you just want to live life and blah, 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 that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. That's not how I'm wired. That's not how Kristen is wired. And so um, we have a much bigger vision that requires a lot of pushing and also a lot of tuning in to like, do we have holes? Are we heading the right direction? You know, do we have the right crew? All, you know, using the ship analogy, all of that stuff is just, it's a constant thing. And so we're constantly having to paying attention, constantly having to stare fear in the face and say, you know what? I don't care how scary you want to make it. We're going to make this work. Um, you know, you can just leave, you know, go haunt somebody else. Um, and we've had times like that, even this past week, I mean, where you have to really steer, st st uh, can't even use my language, where you have to really stare, there's the word, stare, <laughs> fear down in the face and say, sorry, you're not getting to me. It's just not going to work. Um, and so that's why I really love to rely on things like synchronicities. Um, I've had them here on this show where, you know, uh, I don't know if Mark is here today, probably. Uh, but, you know, a couple months ago, I was talking about us wanting to do a, a gem shop, uh, Rocks and Roll. And uh, it's definitely happening. It's uh, we have a number of stores planned, but the next two includes Rocks and Roll and then the gluten free bakery. And uh, so we already see the whole rock shop I, I mean we have for a long time and same with the bakery and uh because they already exist right uh and then you know mark speaks up which mark and i met four years ago um at a photo outing that i did down in uh the smokies a lot of fun uh, it was right before kristen and i got together like literally a couple days or a day before kristen and i had our first date and uh, so Mark speaks up here on Nerd Unscripted in the questions and says, by the way, I don't know if you knew this, but I used to, you know, I have all this equipment and these rocks and everything because I was going to start my own rock shop and I didn't. And that started a series of conversations between him and I. Um, and so like Mark has all the inventory for our rock shop, come to find out. And it was just a really super cool um, synchronicity, you know. I just felt like whenever I teach these things and even um, especially Nerd Unscripted, but even my regular courses and stuff that I do, I'm constantly like, like taking in data through my spiritual ears, for lack of a better way of describing it, and putting it out. So that's why a lot of what I do is on the fly, even though I have slides prepared and all of that. I use that same method to create those slides. But um, I get these thoughts and pictures that are popping into my head constantly while I'm teaching and talking and telling stories. 
And I just go with it. I mean, I've learned to just go with it. Um, and sometimes it's because it uh, ultimately leads to a conversation that I need to hear uh, or to make a discovery that I need to have uh, discovered. Or it can lead to something that perhaps you need to hear. And uh, like, because I, I can't possibly know everything about all of you. You know, and most of you we've never met in person. But yet you could have your own synchronicities here where I just randomly say something because it pops into my head and I just blurt it out. And you had already made a statement, God, I need a sign, you know, or you come across something on Facebook that, that just really hits you in your heart. And you're like, I forgot about that. And then I just happen to talk about the same thing or somebody else does. I mean, that's how synchronicities work. So I see them as a gift, um, but it's not the kind of gift where they just randomly show up maybe once or twice in your life and that's it. Sorry, you reached your allotment. You know, we gave you an extra one as a, as a bonus. <laughs> and now you're not going to have any more synchronicities in your life. Um, I think we can have synchronicities multiple times a day, every day. Not saying that I do necessarily. Okay. But um, I truly believe that it really comes from, you know, just to kind of borrow from some analogies, keeping our ear to the tracks, you know, um, the old analogy that they used to use to tell whether a train was coming, you know, you put your ear down on the track and you can hear it from miles away. And there's a lot of other analogies like that, um, that really communicate the same ideas as synchronicity moments. It comes down to being open that they will happen or that not just like, there's a lot of things that we can believe in quote unquote, believe in that we say, well, I believe that that can happen, can happen. And it sounds cool to say that, except that you're not opening yourself up to the possibility that it could happen to you. Sure. It could happen to somebody else, but what about you? You know? And so, um, I just adopted the philosophy and I'd love to say that I've embraced this my entire life, but it just wouldn't be true. Um, but I've just adopted the philosophy that, you know, if something is going to happen, it might as well go my way. And I can't explain it. If I had to, I would be at a loss of words, you know, well, how is that going to happen? You know, you say that you believe that X is going to happen, you know, that you're going to be able to open another seven stores or six stores in a museum. How is that going to happen? That's a lot of money, Tony. And I would have to respond. I have no clue. Don't know. But here's what I do know. Those places already exist. And the people that I need to help Kristen and I already exist. The money that we need to make that happen already exists. We are surrounded by abundance. And it's not to say that there's times where we'll get it wrong. It's not to say that there's times where we'll be out of alignment or that we will have holes in our boat, <laughs> to use the analogy today. Um, but as we continue to pay attention and to follow our gut, if you will, 
and to look for the areas that we are out of alignment, to look for the holes that are in the ship, to, um, to let go of stuff that could hold us back, which means constant introspection of, you know, stuff that perhaps happened in our past that we haven't let go of or whatever the case may be. As we do that, like that's our job is to do those things. And as we do that, then dreams will come, meetings will come, ideas will come, money will come, and it'll all look magical because we're not actively trying to make something happen. Rather, we're just trusting that something will happen. I can't explain it, but it's going to work out. And that's been a mantra that I've had. I share it with Kristen literally every day. Um, and usually multiple times a day. And one of the reasons I do that is to encourage her, but also to encourage myself. You know, whenever you're in situations where it looks like you're going to sink, you know, and we all know what that means. You know, we're going down. This time we're going to sink. The question that I was often asked by the powers that be was what evidence do you have that this time you're going down when every other time you've been in a scenario, you didn't. So what makes this time special? What facts do you have that this time you're going down? And the reality is every single time is that I don't have proof that I'm going down that, I mean, I have discomfort, you know, I have challenges, but I don't have proof. You know, those things don't necessarily represent proof. You know, it's kind of like, um, like somebody trying to sell you at, uh, on an idea as being true when in reality they're ultimately trying to rip you off. They sound convincing. They offer you the proof, supposed proof. No, this is a real deal. Like this can really transform your life. And, but yet there's something inside you where you're like, you know, I don't think this is real. I don't think this is right. You know, it's kind of like the spam calls that we get all the time. You know, congratulations. You've done a great job with your credit cards. And so now you can get them all at 0% interest. You know, sorry, but there's no credit card in existence that is going to give me lifetime 0% interest. Like, it just don't work that way. Um, and so, uh, as a result, you know, we learn to pay attention and to pick up on those things. And there's a lot of like scams like that that were like, you know, well, I don't think so. And we've adopted this idea that if it's too good to be true, it probably is not true, right? If it sounds too good to be true, then it's probably not true. And there's a part of me that can agree with that, especially when it comes to scams and stuff. But I would not ever want to compromise my life to the point where I don't expect the impossible. I mean, what fun is that to live life status quo, you know, to like just do my nine to five, the five days a week, get my paycheck, go out to dinner on Friday night, maybe catch a movie on Saturday, watch the game on Sunday, and then repeat the whole damn cycle 
over and over again until I drop dead. Like, there's a lot of people that live life like that, and they don't even think they live life like that. It's like, oh, no, Tony, I do different things all the time. Last week I went to the opera, and I don't even like the opera, you know. So they see that they're doing pattern interrupts, um, you know, to try to break out of the norm. But yet the end result is the same. And, you know, like um, the statement that was attributed to Einstein that, uh, you know, the definition of insanity where you keep doing the same thing over and over again, but expect a different result. And I've always seen the truth in that, but I always looked at it a little bit differently. And that is, here's my version of that. It, it doesn't matter how different you think you're making uh, in choices or decisions or whatever. Doesn't matter how different you think you're making it all. If the result is the same, then the decisions that you're making aren't the ones, aren't the right ones. They aren't the correct ones because you're getting the same thing. It's just a spin on that other definition of insanity. So I don't care how creative you are. I don't care what you say you're doing that's different. If the outcome is always the same, then something is out of alignment. Something is not working right. And the faster you can determine what that is, the better off you're going to be. So it's like, yeah, I don't understand. Because, I mean, this time I decided to, you know, date a Scorpio. And normally I go for Pisces. But is the outcome the same? Well, yeah, he was a deadbeat, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know? Um, so it isn't the fact that he had a different astrological sign. It's something else. And um, so there is a level of, um, I think, I'll put it this way. I think synchronicity can contribute to a process of elimination. You know, like if we truly want to push past um, areas where we feel stuck in, synchronicities are kind of like the game changer. It's kind of like how, you know, we get the bonus roll of dice or whatever and or the bonus pool of the lever. Um, but with guaranteed success, if we pick up on it, if we pay attention to it. And uh, in a lot of ways, there, there's this... Uh, Bible verse, Tony paraphrased, where it talks about how, you know, I came to you in a still small voice and you didn't hear me. And then, you know, and then finally in this storm and then you pay attention. And, and that's kind of how we are. You know, I think we get guidance um, very early on. Um, you know, Greg Braden and um, some others refer to our emotional guidance system. I know that uh, Abraham um, in a lot of their writings referred to our emotions as an emotional guidance system. And so very often these little tweaks, these little thoughts will come into our awareness and we dismiss them, you know, because we're distracted, we're busy, we're distraught, you know, whatever the case may be, whatever other D word there is. Um, and so it comes in a louder voice, maybe from an external source. Um, and we're like, 
you know, that thought came to me the other day, but I'm sure it's nothing, you know, whatever. And we keep moving on. We push it away. And then all of a sudden we get to a place where, you know, all hell is breaking loose and our life is falling apart. When in reality, if we just picked up on that initial synchronicity, that little guidance piece that came to us that we actually picked up on for a brief moment before we dismissed it, all that other crazy wouldn't have happened, most likely. And so I kind of see tuning into that kind of insight and the, those little magical moments and um, the different kinds of ideas that come to us and such. I see that as the normal way to live. Like, I, I'd love to say that I live life like that every moment, but I don't. But I, that's what I strive for. And I see that as normal not the other. Um, sorry, this example is coming into my head. Um, whenever you think of music, uh, and we play like a pure tone, you know, like a, a C or a G or whatever, and we have this pure tone, but then all of a sudden, these other notes that aren't um, perfectly, I, I don't know music language very well. So uh, the, like the tones aren't steps of the original tone, like, you know, chords and those kinds of things. Um, so it might be, you know, just slightly sharp. Another uh, sound comes in and it's just slightly sharp. And then another sound comes in and it's slightly flat. And so, you have this um, dissonance that starts happening where um, no longer is it a pure tone, but there's like interference that's coming in. And I think more times than not, unfortunately, we live in that interference. You know, rather than figuring out why there's interference or what's causing the interference, where it's coming from, we accept it as normal. Um, one of the things that I picked up on years ago is that um, there are things that we carry, baggage, stories, you know, stories we tell ourselves, memories of experiences that we've had, beliefs that we've adopted, um, whether they're true or not, doesn't matter, they're real to us, and we carry this baggage and then something happens. Somebody says something and we get an insight or we're in a prayer service and somebody prays for us or we go see a psychiatrist and they, through talking with us, we gain an insight that we'd never considered before. And all of a sudden, we feel like this weight has lifted off of us, right? Like we've been reborn and this weight is lifted off of us. I see synchronicities as having that power. Um, rather than things, you know, looking at things as random events, that they actually are not random at all. Um, but they're there to help us, to serve us, those insights, um, those things that come to us. It's us that holds on to the noise. 
It's us that holds on to the dissonance. You know, rather than living life as a pure tone, we, through not necessarily actions of our own, take on these conflicting sounds. Uh, just to kind of, you know, take the analogy too far. Uh, but we take on these conflicting sounds because there's a lot of stuff that happens to us, especially when we're children, that are beyond our control. And because we're children, we are not emotionally equipped to know how to deal with it in many cases. And so we'll, you know, stuff it down, we'll forget it, whatever, to survive. And then whenever we become adults, it comes back to haunt us again. You know, we learn to believe certain things certain ways because that's what works for us. That's what helps us get through the day. That's what helps us survive. But what if we didn't have to live like that? Like, what if we really could lead the magical life where we get everything we want, where we have more money than we can spend, where we have supportive relationships surrounding us that encourage us rather than tear us down? You know, where we make positive choices and create things that bless other people's lives and make them better people. You know, what if that isn't just a myth? What if we really could live life that way? Well, I believe we can. And um, beyond that, believing that we can, um, I think it's waiting for every one of us. And ultimately it comes down to, in my opinion, one simple thing paying attention to little ideas and thoughts that come into our heads, little encouragements, you know, like the idea of using that tone that we just, as an analogy that I just shared, I've never thought about that ever in this context ever. But while I was talking, I started getting this picture and this idea in my mind and I felt like I needed to go with it. So I did. I don't know if it was a help for any of you or not, or for somebody who's going to listen to this a year from now. Like I have no way of knowing that, but I've learned to just take the step kind of like in the Indiana Jones movie, um, where, you know, he had to walk across this chasm and he was searching for the Holy grail. And, uh, it talked about taking a leap of faith and, so he had to take the leap of faith. So he just stepped out like he was going to step off the cliff. And turns out that there was the bridge there, you know, if you saw the movie. And uh, he didn't know it. For all he knew, he was going down. And, you know, we have, um, uh, unfortunately or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, we have this thing that kicks in, fight or flight. Um whose job is to protect us from going down, from being taken out, you know? Um, but I want to let you know something. Fight or flight isn't always right. You know, I mean, it was put there, it was programmed into our DNA, but it isn't always right. It thinks it is, and it is its job to protect us. And I'm grateful for that. That's what keeps us from walking out into a road without looking both directions. It's what, you know, if we hear a loud noise, why we jump or, you know, any number of examples. But there are times where fight or flight is our enemy and we need discernment to determine when and where. But um, in reality, 
fight or flight is its job is to keep us safe. And there's some times where we need to take the leap of faith, you know, um, not just randomly. You know what? Tony's right. I'm going to do something I've never done before. And you go out and do something stupid. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about paying attention to your gut, you know, really listening to the thoughts and ideas that come into your head. And rather than just dismiss them immediately out of hand, say, what's this? You know, so anytime I have um, input that comes in that is not controlled by me. Um, so any exterior input, you know, random emails, fortune cookies, you know, see a bus driving by with a sign on its side or an, uh, an eagle or a hawk flying in front of my car at that exact moment. Like, do you really think that that was all just happenstance? You know, you're driving down the road, you haven't seen an eagle in three years, and all of a sudden one buzzes your car. Did you ever ask why? Like, why? Why did the eagle have to fly across the road at that exact moment? Was it just coincidence? Was it just random? I don't believe so. And every time I have that an experience like that, like with hawks or eagles especially, or if I see like a, a red fox walking along the road or deer or whatever, first question out of my mouth almost always is, what's your message? Why are you here? Why did you just buzz my car? You know, why did I notice you? Didn't have to. You know, thousands of other people drove by that bird and didn't see it. Why did I notice it? Like, what's the message? As we get into that kind of thinking, that kind of expectation, that's when crazy cool stuff starts happening. That's when these synchronicities that we're talking about really start to show up. And it's not like you primed a pump. The reality is that they've always been there. You just happen to tune in. Um, and that's an important thing to pay attention to, you know, and so weigh everything. And there may be ideas that come to you that you should dismiss. Um, I can guarantee you that's going to be the case at times, but don't just dismiss all of them out of hand. You might've just thrown away a million dollar idea. You might've just dismissed the breakthrough thought that you needed to let go of something that's been haunting you your entire life. You know, so I'm not saying that y'all should go out and eat Chinese food and see what the next fortune cookie says, you know, but hey, um, the next time you do decide to eat Chinese, if you like Chinese food, why not go into it with the expectation that the message that you get as random as it is, will be for you in that moment. What does it hurt? You know? Um, and so that's my challenge to all of you today, you know, to really start paying attention uh, to the thoughts that come in your mind, to the, uh, something hits your emotions and it's like, man, this is like practically making me want to cry. And I don't even know why. Um, if your emotions get involved, if somebody said something and all of a sudden tears show up in your eyes, you need to pay attention to that. That's like a message. 
you know, I, I use it all the time. Chris and I both do. Like if we're talking about something and we're trying to figure out something that may be out of alignment or holding us back and we're just like, well, maybe it's this. Have you ever considered that? And there's like no emotion there that it's probably not that, but something comes up and uh, like she'll tell a story or something like just using her as an example. She'll start telling me some story of a memory that popped into her head in that moment because of something I said. And all of a sudden she stops talking or I stop talking and tears are there. Well, that's I mean, that's just like going ding, ding, ding. <laughs> we have a winner. Congratulations. Now, you may not know what to do with the information in that moment. Uh, because your emotions are engaged. And so, you know, you get brain chemicals flying off and everything else. But we have all of these things at our availability to guide us and direct us and help us make good choices or branch out into something that perhaps we're afraid to try because we could fail, you know, or whatever. Or maybe life is sucking and you can't for the life of you figure out why. You know, you're getting told why. It's just a matter of deciphering those messages, which sometimes they seem incredibly cryptic, cryptic um, and going, okay, I give up, you know. I'm obviously not getting the message that I need, so I'm just welcoming it in, you know. Um, and, uh, you know, kind of not giving up our egos, but sometimes our ego can come into play. Um, you know, not giving up stubbornness because stubbornness can be healthy, but it can also get in the way. Um, not giving up culture or beliefs, but sometimes they can get in the way and prevent us from seeing certain things. And so just embracing those things that make us strong, uh, that make us who we are, and then say, what else? What's next? You know, and then whenever it comes to you, don't dismiss it out of hand. It's like, wow, that's really random. I don't see how that would even apply. So Tony obviously don't know what the hell he's talking about. Um, I do know what I'm talking about. And you might be surprised how that random thing could apply. Just kind of turn it over in your mind for a while. You know, mention something to somebody else. It's like, yeah, man, I had the most random thought today. I had this weird dream last night, which I did have a weird dream last night, but I'm, I'm saving up. I've been having these dream experiences over the last few weeks and they are freaking out there. I mean, literally like out there in space. Um, so I'm going to share them sometime soon. <laughs> really bizarre. It's way beyond anything I could make up. So I'm not quite sure what's going on, but uh, whether they're real or just actual dreams, but we'll see. Uh, I'm just waiting for a few more to come in before I put it all together in a story to tell you, because it's really crazy. But anyway, that aside, um, I'm really curious to hear, you know, what could uh, happen for you in the coming days and weeks if you choose to do that. So let me go down through the comments and questions. Um, Kathleen asked a great question. Uh, do you find that you often flinch before 
a sudden, unexpected loud noise. Um, I've had that happen a couple times, but normally, like how it works out for me now is like I know it's coming and I don't flinch because it's like that insight or whatever you want to call it has prepared me for it before it actually happens. Now, I can't say that that's the case 100% of the time, but I know exactly what you're talking about. That's cool. I didn't know that. Martha says that there's a replica of the Titanic in Pigeon Forge. I love Pigeon Forge. Oh, this is cool. Mavis says, your decision to talk about synchronicity is very synchronistic for me today and about living in the mental spiritual equivalent of tonal interference. Thanks. You're very welcome. Uh, Chris says, excellent stuff. So glad I got to tune in. You're great. Well, thank you. Yeah, 100% agree, William. Uh, William says, right and wrong are self-imposed value judgments. A psychological response such as fight or flight is a value neutral. Is value neutral. It is our interpretation of the psychological response that generates the value response of right or wrong. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, I mean, there it is chemistry also. Uh, I mean, it's proven that in certain situations, certain chemicals are released or, you know, dumped into our brain and all of that that can cause a very visceral reaction. Um, but I also believe that we can learn to not completely circumvent that, but to not just live in a reactionary mode. I often refer to it as bumper pull, you know, where we go through life like bumper pull, just smacking into things back and forth to get us to the end result when it doesn't have to be that way. Uh, Jess says, I have a synchronicity with knowing when I meet people for the first time, if they have, if they are genuine or not, and whether they are good or bad to be around. Yeah, I always referred that, uh, refer to that as reading their mail. <laughs> I used to actually practice that, you know, you walk through the mall uh, with somebody else and you're both trying to read people um, to pick up on them, get messages about them or whatever. And so we would go down through the mall and then compare notes. Um, to see what we heard about this person or that person or whatever. Um, good training exercise, actually. But um, it helps you tune in. And uh, I think I shared before that back in the day, gosh, probably, I don't even know, 15, 20 years ago, probably now, um, at least 20 years ago, um, we used to do, uh, I used to train uh, prayer teams and uh, like people who would minister to others at like the altar and stuff, especially with regard to like prophetic messages and those kinds of things. And how I would train them is I would line them up, like let's say there were six of us or six of them. Um, I would line them up so that they were back to back to each other. Uh, so they and then they'd move around so they had no idea who was behind them. And then when uh, whenever I gave notice, 
they had to turn around and they had 30 seconds to say the first thing that came to their mind. So no time to think, no time to process or anything like that. And what I found, uh, and we would just keep doing that over and over and over again. And what I found was that they could learn how to tune in fairly quickly um, because their, their mind isn't engaged. You know, they have no time to think about it. Just, you know, a picture pops in your mind, a word pops in your mind, a phrase pops in your mind. That's what you speak. And I mean, I gave them no time to think about it. Just boom, what is it? And so I would create a lot of different exercises that were that same basic concept where um, I wanted them to just tune in to what was coming into their thoughts, you know, rather than, you know, them say something based on their knowledge of that person, you know, because everybody knew everyone. And it's like, oh, well, I know Tony's going through a tough time. So, you know, uh, so I'll give him an encouragement that things are going to work out okay. Well, I, I'm not really interested. Like in that situation, I appreciate encouragement, of course. I appreciate thanks, of course. But in that particular instance, I'm not looking for you to make stuff up that you think is what I need to hear. I want feedback. Like I want something that, boom there's no way you could have known or whatever. And so that's what I constantly push them uh, for was to tune into that. And now, I mean, years later, I don't, you know, I don't do anything with prayer teams or anything like that, but in coaching situations and talking to friends and creating courses, I'm still using those approaches, still using those methods. And uh, I found that it serves me well, you know, whether it's God giving me that or the universe or aliens. I mean, to me, the message is the message. You can assign a, a title to it however you choose, but the message is the message and it's pure. And so that's what I go with. And it seems to work out okay. I think one of the important factors in it is that anything like that has to be done from a position of love, not manipulation. Um, because love is pure. And if you, you know, if you start to try to manip manipulate people or, you know, anything like that, you're heading the wrong direction. Uh, Lori says, another great one. Thanks, Tony. You're welcome. Oh, right. William says, I wrote physiological response, not psychological. I apologize. I missed that. And, and he says, and I agree, it comes down to how we respond. We can choose a range of responses for sure. Uh, Kathleen says, when you read people unsolicited and some, sometimes they catch you at it, and those are often the folks you do not want noticing you psychically. They are people whose attention you do not want to attract, truly. Oh, yeah. Um, been there, done that <laughs> many times. It's honestly, it's one of the reasons why I completely withdrew from all of that stuff for years. It really hasn't been until the last four or five years that I've really started embracing that again because... So much shit hit the fan 
it was insane. I mean, just crazy. Well, I've shared some of the stories in the past on this show, but yeah, uh, especially, especially if you don't know how to keep them out, you know, I mean, you're talking like feedback loop here. <laughs> it can mess with your head and screw up your life. Um, again, been there, done that. I've seen people in that scenario, physically harmed, um, end up in mental facilities, all kinds of things like that. Uh, end up in car accidents because they tried to tune into the wrong people. And I'm not saying any of that um, to cause fear. I'm just saying it to say, be smart about it all because you're 100% right. <laughs> Mavis is right. Psychic vampires. Yep. They're out there and they suck. <laughs> Pun intended. Um, so anyway, that's all I have. Thanks for all the comments and questions. Uh, it's vote day. So go out and vote if you're in the U.S. Um, that's what I'm going to do as soon as we wrap things up here. Uh, so uh, thank you all very much for joining me once again. I appreciate uh, each of you for um, joining me here. And uh, next Tuesday, we'll get together and do the same thing. Don't know what about yet. We'll find out. But until then, enjoy the rest of your week. And we'll chat again soon.